We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is time for quarter number four. And of course, that means we have Penn State Rivals lead recruiting analyst Eric Lammers in with us. Eric, ready to talk some more Penn State football today? Oh, yeah, I'm back with you. You know, it's always one of the high points of my week. You know, obviously coming out of the Easter weekend, Penn State, that didn't keep them from hosting some guys on Friday. So they give us still plenty to talk about. So definitely thrilled to be back on here with you, Jim. I never get tired of you saying this is one of the highlights of your week, Eric. I love that. Whether that you're is. just saying that or not, I appreciate no, it. It is. I, I promise it is. I love it. I love getting on here and talking with you. Well, to find out, I appreciate it, Eric. But to find out everything from Eric and his team at Penn State Rivals, make sure you go over to PennState.Rivals.com. And if you're interested in more from Keystone Sports, you download the Keystone Sports app wherever you get your podcast. All right, Eric. Despite it being the holiday weekend, as you mentioned, it was still a pretty busy weekend for visitors in Happy Valley. There was, however, one unhappy development. Linebacker Josiah Trotter made his decision. He selected West Virginia. Certainly, I don't think you were surprised by that. You hinted at that a few weeks ago was going to be the case, correct? Yeah, you know, you know we kind of had uh, an inkling that that's the way it was kind of going to go when he, you know, just the way his visits lined up and the way he was kind of talking about his official visits, um, it just kind of felt like Penn State was probably on the outside looking in and, and, and West Virginia was in that leader spot. Um, you know, I know Coach Diaz was high on Trotter. He, th- he thought very highly of his game. Um, but he's got other in-state targets. He's got other targets out there, so he's going to keep on keeping on. And, and obviously, it was Trotter nothing but the best down there in Morgantown for sure. But, yeah, we kind of saw that one coming, and I'm sure the Penn State staff did as well. Um, and so they've been able to kind of make their plans accordingly and see which way they want to go at that inside linebacker position. So speaking of inside linebackers, if you don't get Josiah Trotter – the other name that's been very popular is Phil Pachotti, and he's also an inside linebacker, and he also visited again this past weekend. So I would think with Trotter out of the picture, this is where the focus of the Penn State uh, coaching staff would be as far as middle linebackers. Yeah, yep, exactly. I mean, they're both kind of, you know, like you said it, they're in that, like, Mike linebacker mold. Um, You know, they have that size, that kind of college ready mid size already, and I think you're probably hit it spot on. Phil got on campus on Friday, and I'm sure the staff kind of really loved him up and rolled out the red carpet for him and showed him that, you know, State College is the place for him uh, because he does fit kind of what they're looking for at that position. Uh, They've got a lot of, you know, targets still out there on the defensive side of the ball, obviously. They've got a lot of uh, linebackers that they're pursuing, but a lot of those guys, you know, whether they're will linebackers or, you know, they're edge players, you know, Phil fits that, you know, that Mike Becker like Trotter did. And I think if there's one to take, a guy – that's in-state, especially like him, makes a lot of sense. And so I think they probably did, you know, rolled it out for him a little bit and and want to kind of, I wouldn't say speed up his process, but let it be known that they would love to have him in their class, you know, sooner than later. And, I, I you know, I think 
uh, when you're talking that position in particular and being the leader of the defense and having a guy, again, that's in-state, I just think there's a lot there for the Penn State staff to like and why they would want to go that direction. And, uh, yeah, I think that there's going to be there's some something there to watch. You know, he's got options. Michigan State, Michigan, Oklahoma, Nebraska, all schools that he's that Phil has visited, you know, recently. Um, so to put them right there up there with Penn State. But I think, obviously, it's the home state school. How much does that mean to him? How much can they play into that? Getting him back on campus again after he's taken all those other visits is pretty big for the staff because he's had a chance to kind of go in and digest all these other schools, uh, see how they you know stack up to something that he's very familiar with there uh, at Penn State, and kind of see what's going on. Where's his mindset? Where's he, what's he thinking in terms of a commitment? And uh, then you kind of go from there if you're the Penn State staff for sure. And, again, losing out on the one guy – puts a little more emphasis on uh, someone else who could play the same position. And I segue it that way because I want to talk to you about a running back, London Montgomery. He's out of the Scranton area, so another Pennsylvania kid. And it seemed like Penn State wasn't emphasizing his recruitment so much a few months back. If you want to say slow playing, maybe put it that way. But it seems like their pursuit of him has increased recently, and he was another visitor in town this past week. Yep, yeah, it was awesome for them to get obviously get London back on campus, and you kind of hit the nail on the head, kind of how his recruitment has played out um, over the last couple months. You know, we've been talking about London, uh, whether it's on here or whether it's at Nittany Nation, just about somebody to watch, right, and see what's kind of going on with his recruitment, because obviously an in-state back like that makes a lot of sense for for Penn State in this class because he does some things nicely that you think could pair well with some of the guys that they already currently have on their roster. I think ultimately what kind of happens, and, and you kind of mentioned it, slow play, and whether that's the, the way they're actually doing it but, or that way that kind of just looks to the outside public, essentially they had guys on their board stacked higher, right? They have guys, you know, Trayon Webb or Dalen Smothers or, you know, um, Mark Fletcher who just recently committed to Ohio State. So they have, they've had these backs that are maybe some of these more college ready-made sized backs, right? Because London's a little bit smaller on that 5'10", you know, 180, 185-pound uh, range, kind of an all-purpose type back, uh, if you will, uh, get them more out in space. But as those other guys start to fall off or as you start to feel, you know, Maybe your relationships aren't going in the direction that you kind of had hoped with them. Maybe you need, need to ramp some things up with London. But at the same time, what he's also doing is he's putting pressure on the staff because he's visiting other places. He's getting other offers. And, oh, on the track, he's running a 10-8. You know, he's increasing it up to a 10-7. Can he get to a 10-6? As he's doing all these various things, the Penn State staff has to be very aware of what's going on in their own backyard. And so they got him on campus. And according to London, the visit went really, really great. And that's his words, right? So he obviously really enjoyed his time there in State College again. He's going to go visit West Virginia um, this weekend. Uh, so he's got one more visit to go. And then I think really he's somebody that you could be watching and seeing what's going to happen next. Because I think what Penn State would like to do, and this is, you know, again, this is just me kind of outside looking in and kind of speculating. I think what they would like to do is they're to that point with London where they would like to kind of lock him down, right? And I think what they'll tell Coach Sider is, hey, you can go chase Trayon Webb. We'll still bring him in in June for an official visit. You can go chase. He offered a couple other running backs, one out of Louisiana, a guy out of Missouri, a guy out of Texas last week. So he's still offering running backs, right? 
keep doing what you got to do. Keep uh, If you want to go find an, a three-down back that's out there that's got maybe more ready-made size, go do that. But what we need to do is take care of our own, right? We need to farm our own land, as they say. And we need to make sure that we get this in-state guy that has got some speed, has some ability, has some other offers. Let's try and get this guy down, and then you go do what you got to do in terms of the rest of the position. If there's other guys out there that you're building uh, relationships with and you feel like you can get them, go do it. But let's make sure, again, we farm our own land and take care of that. When you have an in-state guy who may not be really highly rated but has track speed, Penn State fans, we instantly think of Journey Brown and hope that he turns out to be that kind of player. But the fact that you mentioned perhaps two running backs could come in in this class, we've seen the precedent for that. And I don't think running backs don't seem to be afraid of that happening because there could be carries for more than one one guy per class, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously the last class when they brought in Catron and uh, Singleton, you think, okay, you bring in two, two in the last class, maybe that's not what you want to do in this next class. And I don't think necessarily out the gate that's really the mindset that they had. They said, okay, let's only bring in one. But I think the, what they're, they're probably their mindset is right now is that, you know, our running back room could look completely different a year from now, two years from now. Guys could transfer, and we could need some added depth. And if we've got a guy in our own backyard that is running these track times where he's pushing the envelope, he's going, you know, he's increasing it every week. Every time he steps out there, he's increasing his times. And he can do some things. He's a nice player. Get him out in space. Get him that ball, and he can make some things happen. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're Penn State – I mean, this is good. It's a good problem, really, to have. I mean, because you want if you're going to take a guy that's an in-state guy, you want a guy that can do something like London can do. And then you know what? You, if you need to appease Coach Sider, just to, you know, because he feels like he can still go get some other guys because he's proven he can do that. Go do that as well. But you know, again, let's take care of our own here at home, and and then go from there. Tell me about Jamel Lyon, six four, two hundred forty pound defensive end out of Philadelphia. Uh, what kind of player is he? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we just, you know, we just talked about him recently, obviously, because he's he's now turning into somewhat of a staple um, in state college. But he is, you know, he's a thick, strong side defensive end. You know, he initially, I think a lot of people thought maybe he might bump down inside, um, you know, to be maybe even potentially a defense tackle because he's on that growth scale where he's, you know, he's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But he's kind of firmed up his body. Uh, he looks good off that off coming off the strong side where he can hold, hold the point of attack, especially in that run game. I think he balances out some of these other guys that they're, they're pursuing in this class. Um, somebody like a Mason Robinson, who may be more of a weak side uh, edge that you know can get off, you know, coming off the edge and get after the quarterback. Whereas Jamil's going to kind of he's going to step up. He can take on that double team from a tight end and a, a tackle, and he can hold uh, the point of attack um, on that strong side just because he's got that size. And he, but he's quick off the ball as well. Um, you know, he doesn't bend maybe as well as some of those other guys that you're talking about on that weak side, getting after the quarterback. Maybe he's not his specialty. But, again, that's why I say he could be a nice compliment to some of the other guys they're, you know, they're looking at. And then he, you can work on that and develop that. But, yeah, he's a, he's a strong one. Uh, he's got good size, and uh, he's quick off the ball. And the Penn State staff is very, very high on him. They, uh, they, I, I believe that they're going to continue to really, really uh, you know, think highly of how he can help them in the future just because you know they've they've obviously had a lot of experience with him in person and uh yeah they're they're very high on him and finally in the last minute as you always say people love the quarterbacks and love to talk about them they had in a class of 24 quarterback prospect and Jaden Davis very 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 highly ranked 
quarterback out of Charlotte, North Carolina. What can you tell us about him? Yeah, that's a great visit. Obviously, you know, and and this is kind of what we've been talking about. Um, even going back to the 23 and, you know, even before they got Marcus Stokes, it's like what was going to happen with that 24 quarterback position? And basically they could go all out for that, right? Because they, they could just say, we're going to go get the very best one we can. We can go build a relationship with the very best one in the nation. And that's essentially what they're doing here with Jaden. He's one of the top, like you said, top quarterbacks um, in the nation. So they got him up on campus on Friday. He went over to Columbus on Saturday to visit with Ohio State. So he's seeing all these top schools, but he's the type of guy, uh, very high again, Coach Franklin on Coach Franklin. Franklin. Coach Franklin's very high on him. They can develop a very, very solid relationship, and he's one to watch. I, I, I think I feel like he's one that we, you know, he's going to have some obviously many, many suitors. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt Penn State in this one, especially you know as this one continues. It's a long ways to go with a 24 guy, obviously, but you know quarterbacks can go any time too. And and I just think that he's somebody um, that Coach Franklin would love to kind of hang his hat on with the 24 class. And I don't have any reason to doubt him actually with this one. And that's the kind of guy you build a recruiting class around. All right, Eric, thanks so much for the great information. But that is it for this edition of the show. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Fellow Nittany Lions, this is Bill Oldsey, one of your alumni-elected trustees. It's been an honor serving you in our world-class university for the past nine years. Today, I'm asking for your votes again for me, Barbara Duran, and Ted Brown for re-election to the Penn State Board. We look forward to continuing our work with you as we take Penn State to even greater levels of success with honor, both academically and athletically. We are Oldsey, Duran, and Brown. Thank you for your continued support. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel here to tell you about the great trip we're offering this fall for the Penn State Auburn game. In addition to charter flight and staying at the team hotel, we're also partnering with Keystone Sports Network. You'll have a chance to join Jim and Dustin as they record their show on site and even get the chance to ask your questions and be a part of the show. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there.